Welcome to the podcast, the destination for insightful discussions and interviews on the appreciation, conservation, and husbandry of reptiles with a focus on turtles and tortoises. Now, let's join our team of turtle nerds. Hey, welcome everybody to episode 90. It looks like we've got uh, oh, 13, 14. The viewer count is just ticking up. Love to see that jumping on early. Um, you know, we're bringing you tonight's show and, uh, basically right now, the first day of this year's, um, symposium on the conservation and biology of tortoises and freshwater turtles, uh, just wrapped up the first day of talks. Um, there, there are some turtle room people there, uh, our assistant director of field programs, Miranda McLeaf, uh, is out there. Michael Skibstead, who many of you know from Colonia Cast is out there. I'm bummed I couldn't be there myself, of course, but, um, you know, sometimes that's the way things go. And uh, so I hope you're all having fun out there in Tucson, Arizona, which is one of my favorite destinations for the conference as well. And holy, we're, we're up to 40 viewers already, Anthony. So I don't know if conference people are just like, hey, more turtle stuff. I, I, I don't get it. What? Like, this is insane. So the first, they like, love you. Minute and 40 seconds. So they, um, let's keep anyway, it going. Tell your friends. Um, or they all knew we were going to have one of your adorable daughters on, on the screen. That that could have been a, a you know a you know a, a viewing point. You know, so I think so. Um, I think so. She looks. She takes after her dad, so she's gorgeous. Let's be honest. <laughs> right? Am I right? This is Madalena, everyone. Madalena is five years old, and she is my turtle helper uh, extraordinaire for sure. So uh, so yeah. I like me. Yes, you like Min. Min is a uh, hybrid turtle who my daughter is in love with. She's uh, uh, Maremi's Iversoni, a uh, Fujian pond turtle, which is a mix between the golden coin turtle and the yellow pond turtle. So she's 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 a big fan of that turtle. And she laid some eggs recently, and you got to take the eggs. Oh, nice. Right? Fantastic. Process them. Yeah, she took the eggs. Of course, I didn't drop the eggs. Yep, you didn't drop any of the eggs. Yeah. Nice job. Very nice job. Her eggs are infertile. Yeah. So they're not going to hatch, unfortunately. So oh, that's a they might be, which is why, which is why the five-year-old got to process them when they were laid. Oh, it's okay. But you can light on them, right? Yeah. yeah good, okay. good first dig. Yeah. It's okay because I don't, I don't, I don't really care about the baby that I only care about men. Yeah, right. We care about her. We gotta we gotta get her in life. That, that's the only way we'll get babies anyway. Right? Yeah. Good job. This is this this is a weird impromptu thing. Uh but yeah, thank you so much people who are who are coming in on the chat. And please keep the chat going. You know, you notice I'm I'm realizing that our intro, as much as I love it, is starting to get a little outdated as we go episode after episode without having Chris and, and Kevin on. Kevin may join us today. We'll see. Sorry, Steve. I mentioned that I might not say that, but there it is. And uh, but we did we did have something that uh, we wanted to discuss, and I think it's a nice dynamic. We're able to just jump right in, and with this smaller group, and on those episodes that we don't have a guest on, we can actually tackle some uh, some 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 topics that are. Can you please stop licking my shoulder? Okay. And some topics that are um, you know important to us are happening right now, and then also stuff that comes up in the chat. So if there are if there are any things that kind of interest you, you know, as we're going along, please feel free to, to, to bring that up. Um, 
So the thing that we wanted to discuss is today and, and really wanted to come up. I wanted to tell a story and I was I was hoping that Kevin was going to be able to join us and the plan was for him to join us. I don't know where he is, but that's okay. We'll make fun of him for it later. Give him a hot time. Hopefully everything's okay. Put your tongue on. What's the matter with you? People are watching right now, you know. How many people right now, Steve? I think we hit a bunch of those, you know, Facebook, you know, th scrollers that that the autoplay. We're down to we're down. Well, it autoplays, so you know, uh, so we're down to twenty one, but it's still a good, 21. good, solid start. Okay, so honey, there's twenty. My, as my daughter's sitting next to me, there's twenty one people watching you lick my shoulder right now. Mm -hmm. We're hoping to get that to go up. So let's not get let's not get weird, okay? Uh, so what we wanted to discuss today, and there's a reason why I'm. Uh, there's two reasons why my daughter is, is sitting next to me. Number one is because my wife is not back yet from my other daughter's piano lesson. That's number one. But number two is because of the topic that we wanted to talk about. And I had the very important uh, opportunity. Yes, sir. And the other reason, and the third thing is oh. that mommy said she has to watch, that, that my mommy said that you have to watch me. That's the third Got it. Perfect. Okay. Keep me honest here. Okay. Don't let me mess this up. Okay. This is only the 90th show of which I've been a part of 89. I missed that one a few, a few months ago. So, uh, any, anyway, thank you, dear. Uh, I had the very important and, and, um, I was, I was fortunate enough to, to have the opportunity to spend some time today with, uh, Melissa Schultz who, um, lost her husband, on Halloween of this past year, and uh, she is just a wonderful person, and her husband was an absolutely amazing guy, for those that knew him. He had a YouTube channel called Bonsai Tortoise, and he did a lot of videos about his greenhouse and the tortoises that he kept and, and the bonsai trees that he kept, and uh, is a was an incredible guy who was completely selfless and like collaborative and just excited to, 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 to be kind of like around and, uh, you know, working with people like us and that sort of thing. It was, I know people say all the time when, when we lose someone like, Oh, like, you know, they lit up a room or they were like a beacon of light or whatever, but like really Steve was an amazing guy. And, uh, I can still remember the day we, we were in a group chat and we would talk on this chat like all day, every day, like just constantly chatting all the time as stuff would come up on uh, Messenger. And it was November 1st and I was at a work function and I saw a chat come through and it was from him, but it said, hey, this is Steve's wife. And I, my heart just sunk as soon as I saw that it was her on his thing uh, and telling us that he had passed away. So anyway, uh, she came up to visit us today. She, she's spent some time with, with Kevin Minto and I, she came to my hospital to actually tour with her sons. They have two sons and they oh, came cool. up to tour. Yeah. To tour my hospital because they had some interest there. And my hospital is actually, my animal hospital is actually pretty cool. We do like MRI and, and CAT scan and, and, um, uh, chemo and, and like brain surgery and spinal surgery and all sorts of really cool stuff that, um, that a lot of animal hospitals don't do. So I was able to give them a tour of the big place and everything, which was cool, but like yeah. such wonderful kids. Like you made friends with, with their son, right? Yeah. Yeah. What did you ask him before he left? Yeah. You asked if he wanted to be your friend. Yeah, exactly. And, and that, I mean, Oh, 
Yeah. Kevin Minto is on the chat. Hi, Kevin. There you go. So you, yeah, the one that's ten. His son is ten years old. So it just—I mean—we got to talking a lot, and I—I I asked her if she'd be willing to come on sometime onto Totally Devoted and talk a little more about it. But I thought it was such a unique experience being the the spouse of somebody like us, being the child of somebody like us, because you're growing up in this weird world where like. Going out in the wilderness is normal. Uh, having ticks embedded in your skin is normal. Having a hundred animals or more is, is normal. And uh, it just got me thinking of, of you know, what what about our plan if things uh, if things don't go perfectly? Yeah, honey. Um, the other thing is that I think Jared gets some ticks. Oh my, daddy, look. Oh, there's Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Okay, who's who's gonna get some ticks? Yeah, if she has a deer. Because she has a deer. Oh, understood. She got a deer stuffed animal today, so now you think she's gonna get some ticks. That's funny. That's actually pretty funny comedy for a five-year-old. I think I'm gonna get some magic. <laughs> oh, okay. I like that. That's pretty amazing. I like your style. Really, I like your style. Hi, Kev. How you doing? You're just kind of. Uh... Yeah, we can't hear you. We can't hear you. He, he said he's. I, I I saw his lips moving and saying he was trying to figure something out. It's great. It's just it's a technical difficult difficulty. We've been through this so many times, you know. Oh, okay, there's Kevin. Yeah, there's that's you remember Kevin, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's handsome, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I laugh at that too. Me too. I know. One day, Papa was kissing oh. um, the the around like we were doing. Oh yeah, your your grandfather was kissing Pappy. Yeah, that's true. So, um, Steve, do you have do you have a, a do you have a will for obviously? <laughs> no, we no we don't, and that's something that you know is is kind of on that that overhanging to do list. Uh, you know, even just as a married couple, right? Um, you get to be almost 40 and, you know, it's one of those things you don't want to think about, you know, what if the worst happens at this age already? Um, but it's one of the things we need to take care of. And like, even if it's, even if part of it is just like me making sure Elisa knows where everything should go, you know, if it would just be me, you know, but if it's both of us, I definitely, we definitely need a will on where the turtles are going for sure. Um, you know, my, uh, my, my part of my plan would be, you know, the, to the turtle room, but like also right now, that's one of those things where, um, where to the turtle room, uh, might not have the, the space, uh, because we, we don't, you know, we don't have our own facility or anything yet. So to the turtle room would mean we'd still have to find homes, you know, with all these different people to take turtles and possibly some go outside of the turtle room. You know, I know I'd, you know, check with, you know, Chris Lekowitz about, you know, well, not I, but like maybe Chris Lekowitz would be help with, uh, you know, some map turtles or stuff like that, you know. Um, but, you know, it's definitely one of those things where it's kind of, you know, off there in the, you know, in the uh, kind of in the on the back burner, but um, yeah, it, it definitely is going to need to get done too, as, as uh, especially as we look at some other life things going forward. So, yeah. So, so first of all, you saw there was commotion. I was so happy I was muted in that point. My wife and kids came in and started screaming and all sorts of stuff. Kevin's got technical difficulties. He'll be back shortly. That's good. Let's keep us keep us on the edge of our seat, Kev. We appreciate it. Always. <laughs> 
always. But yeah, that's interesting too. I I think it's great to have, like, I think when you do it more, like for more years, you, you develop this kind of list of people who are, who are, who your spouse then learns is a part of your operation or, or whatever that they can rely on uh, when, when you have to make some, some decisions. But uh, yeah, I think, I think that that's, that's important too. And I, I feel, I felt really bad for Steve because he, he was kind of newer to it and he was just getting to the point, you know, with, with COVID, he's like, I was just talking to his wife, Melissa, about this today. Like you're at home with, you know, working from home and then you have a few more. Steve, what the hell is that sound? Um, Oh, sorry. My mouse scrolling. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. You were, you were really doing it. Um, So like he was home more and then things started to kind of grow a little bit at that time. And he was kind of in that growth stage that a lot of people are in where they're, you know, getting to know more people, maybe, you know, figuring out some people who they can and can't trust, because I think sometimes we have to get burned a little bit to, to really appreciate the people that we have in our lives who, who we really want to, you know, work with long term on different projects and things like that. So uh, that's where I really felt for, for her, because she basically just went to our group chat, not only to let us know what was happening, but also to say, hey, guys, I need help. So yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it 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 did work out really well, but I think all things considered, but I just found myself through this whole process thinking, how many people out there don't have a plan in place and yeah. have you know a bunch of really long lived animals? Number one, because turtles are so long lived, and tortoises obviously, especially tortoises. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Uh, thought it was something yeah. worth, worth considering. Yeah. You know, I feel like we've hit on this once before and I know we've talked about it in relation to like succession planning type of stuff a little bit with the turtle room. And it's the same kind of deal. Like you've got to build those, those structures to be ready for the unexpected and the terribly unexpected, the terrible, terribly unexpected things. Yeah. And like, yeah. like it's one, it's one of the reasons why, like for our group in the turtle room, I encourage everybody to like, pass their spouse's numbers around and whatever like if something happened lisa would con lisa has your number right you guys have you guys talk right doesn't even have to be facebook lisa can you know text you or call you or whatever like shannon can can call or text me if you know something was was desperately needed as well and and you know you know casey leone and you know a bunch of us have our spouse's contacts so we can you know touch base when those terrible things happen and you know facebook helps with that too of course but you know there there's there's nothing like you know phone number because facebook you got a password you know so (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. And and I wasn't thinking about the, the talk about the turtle room too, but that's the idea, right? Because so much of who we are and what we accomplish <coughs> and do is is based on your ability to do that that hard work. And without you, we're really nothing. Like many of us have put a ton of time and effort and, and sweat equity into building, into growing the brand and building the, the educational resources and things like that. But if, if it if 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 you were gone tomorrow, it would just be gone. So like, what's the, you know, that's, that's obviously something that we talked about a lot. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be tough for sure. Um, 
yeah, it's something that, you know, I think even as the board, we need to keep working on a little bit, you know, that I think about is just like, you know, what's the organizational plan for if, if X, Y, and Z happens. Um, but that, that's a good one just to think about, too. I think that there's a lot of people out there that really care about these topics that we talk about. That's why they keep coming yeah. back to check out the show. And, and they, uh, you know, feel about things a way that we do as well. We have that common common ground. Uh, right. So, so, so that's why, obviously, we, we love doing this so much and connecting with people. But, you know, a lot of people have res- do rescue. Like, we don't really do much rescue unless it's like a species that we're focusing on or, or whatever. Right. We don't, we don't do much rescue. But there are people that dedicate their entire lives to rescue. And, yeah. and a lot of them have nonprofits. There are a lot of small nonprofits out there. Much I consider the Turtle Room a, a very small nonprofit. But there are several that are much smaller than that that really rely on that one person. And, and I would, you know, as much as we can, I, I guess that would look different for every organization, but what is the succession plan? You're putting all your work into this. Like it's a little bit of a starfish on a beach scenario, which we all hear that yeah. story and think, I do care about that starfish. But when you're gone, the starfish, starfishes are no longer being helped. So, so how do you set things up to be successful? You know, for the right. Oh, totally. Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. My wife is making faces at me. It's awkward. <laughs> hey, Chris. Thanks for the birthday wishes. I appreciate you. That's what my my wife came in screaming. Happy birthday song. It was it was epic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, uh, you know, first first weekend in August is normally you, you normally do something turtley related at least. So um, uh, now, correct me. Aren't both of your daughter's birthdays right around now as well? At least one? Uh, just one. Just one. Just one. Cambria, okay. my first daughter, just turned eight the week, the Saturday before. Okay. And then I yeah. had a birthday. I won't tell you how old I turned. <laughs> uh, uh, just you're younger than I am. <laughs> and you're younger than Minto, too. <laughs> and, and better looking. It's crazy. <laughs> well, you know, with, with, with uh, youth comes beauty. This is true. This is true. Especially in America. We're very vain society. No, I'm just kidding. Um, My wife wanted me to remind everyone to ask how I look with my new Botox. I got Botox for my birthday. Just a few fillers. I'm just kidding. I didn't even shave my neck today. I went to work today, too. But I, so, I ended my day early to, to take the kids, the, the Schultz family, on a, on a right. tour and then, and then to, to have them see the house here. So. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take us on a, on a completely unrelated detour temporarily. How about those Yankees this weekend? <laughs> how dare you? How, how absolutely how dare you? I, you know, it's funny. I didn't even reach out. I was obviously thinking about you the whole time. So for anyone who's not aware, Steve is a, uh, a Cardinals fan, and I'm a Yankee fan, and the Yankees were on a historic pace, um, winning, like, every game they played and going to break the record for wins in a baseball season or at least be one of the top two or three, especially if you're listening to New York radio. Uh, and then I mean, they've yeah, been getting was... their butts handed to them lately, and the Cardinals swept them this weekend, which was great. Indeed. And they just, you know, found any way to, to lose. So anyway, yeah, sun, Sunday's game. Can you be an Astro fan? Slug. What's it like? What's it like to live in the Houston area and be an Astro fan? Like, 
I th- I thought everyone found them unlikable. Is that just how everyone feels about the Yankees? I don't know. Anyway, we don't have to get Well, everybody else d- dislikes the Astros since the cheating scandal, but there are Astro well, fans just like there are Yankee fans. So, so you know. So, Steve, as, as an outsider who's not a fan of either, my dog is biting my foot and I'm going to kick the crap out of him. Sorry. I'm, I'm not an animal abuser, but I, um, I'm just saying. So... Steve, as a a very big settle this debate right now between Chris and I that we haven't even started, Chris Drake in the chat. As a Cardinal fan and a baseball man your whole life, who's more hated right now between the Yankees and the Astros? And then traditionally who's more hated? Because I know Um, the answer of both of those. I think it's still the I think it's still the Yankees for both, to be honest. Dang it. I, oh, I you know thought, I, thought I think no. so I think we're we're just far enough out of the cheating scandal and like the entire front office and manager and everything's been replaced and like we're we're like four years out of it right at this point um you know the the, the Red Sox you know as well got got pinched on some cheating things as well um they were different things but they were things that were still so but like I think I think what the Yankees haven't, you know, won 70 of their first, well, it feels like, I mean, they were the first team to 50, 60. They were on, definitely on a, on a record-breaking pace. And so, I, like, I think that kind of brought it back a little bit, too, is because the Yankees looked like, you know, that, that, that kind of, you know, bulldozer team that was just going to run over everybody again. So I have to say, but, like, if there's one sport that I'm a fan of, it's baseball. And I, I do I do love the Yankees, but I – Watching a Bronx Tale several times has continued to just help me have the mindset that it doesn't really matter that much. And this is why I'm so like I was an I was an athlete about 120 pounds ago, but I <laughs> like I love I love saying that because it's actually true and, and hilarious. But like I don't care. Like like I'm not going to idolize some athlete that's younger than me and, and whatever. I do watch like watching the games and enjoy it and everything. But at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter that much, right? I chose turtles because I actually, as silly as that is to like 99.9% of people in society, I chose it because I feel like it matters, right? Like I'm doing something that matters. So anyway, and then like what Sonny says, so for anyone who's not familiar in the Bronx tale, Sonny says why do you care so much about this Mickey Mantle, this Joe DiMaggio, all these people, whatever he said, does Mickey Mantle pay your father's rent? And the kid says, no. And he says, okay, so what do you, what do you care so much about him for? And it's true. Like, I don't know. It's another weird piece of society that we're supposed to, I'm supposed to root for like the home, root, root for the home team. Well, I don't really like my home that much. I don't like my home state or home region or whatever that much. So I don't know. I'm just saying Kevin, we still can't hear you. No, we, yeah, can't, we hear can't hear you. you. Check I, your. Rita's lips. He said, "I don't know. Yep. Can you hear me?" <laughs> no, no, we can't. This is this is exciting. So, Kevin, you want to go to the little gear thing there, and uh, and check your settings. Yeah, he's laughing at me because he already knows that. Okay. All right, all right, Hotshot, play it cool. Play. It cool. This is gonna be funny for us for me to start off talking about. Hey, Kevin and I had this experience today. We're gonna talk about it. He should be on, and then he joins on. And then the whole time he can't talk. And then we'll be like, all right, guys, hey, thanks for tuning in. Episode 90. And he's going to be like, can you hear me? And we're going to hear it. It's How about now? Terrific. No, it's. Hey. Yes. 
Yes. Cool, cool. Woo! Yes, 24 minutes into the broadcast. 24 minutes in. And you're I'm the best, man. Golden. I know. That's right. crazy. I'm very embarrassed by this. I'm sorry. It happens. So Kevin, it's good to see you. Um, so Anthony, let's let's bring it back now that Kevin's here, and we took this little detour. Um, all right, I'll yeah. let you kind of rewind. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we were talking about already, like having a plan. I talked about the fact that that uh, Melissa and the kids visited today, and how amazing yeah. it was. Like, I mean, you know, people know that my wife has been really COVID conscious. Anyone who's listened to Totally Devoted knows that she's. She continues to be, and now it's monkeypox and everything else. So if you're the type of person who's like so fed up with anyone who cares, like she cares, she's not passing judgment on others, but she's like pretty darn cautious about it, and and that makes that means I have to yeah. be cautious about it as well. But but she she's loosening up in a lot of ways, and she has been steadily the whole time, which is great. And today, like Steve Schultz's kids were running around the backyard with my kids. And like my daughter, Madalena, went up to her son, Jack, at the end and was like, hey, do you want to be my best friend? And it was honestly like the sweetest thing ever. And I just, I don't know, it's just, number one, I was like in tears today, like looking through social media, at like Steve's old stuff. I've like, I've, I've teared up watching his videos on YouTube and stuff like that. And I think anyone who's out there who's who's a friend of his who wants to talk about it we'd love to talk to you about it like like steve meant a lot to us uh or soon before he he passed he was at he was visiting you and i was giving him a hard time because he didn't come and visit me so we were just talking about that and then also you know uh about kind of having a plan you know you 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 put so much time energy money into this yeah and having a succession plan not only for, I mean, you've got young Aldabra tortoises, like you need a plan because they're Aldabra tortoises, but like, you know, a lot of people with the sheer volume, like if I pass away tomorrow, my wife is going to have more than 250 animals to try to figure out. So that's a lot, you know, what were your thoughts today? Cause you were, you, you were with us today, Kev. I knew this was coming. You know, we've talked about it for a while. Like I said, I did see Steve about a month before you you know we're very 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 surprised um so when i come up there kids want to see like bros again um, that could have been like one of um moments with his dad perhaps you know like big animal and so like it meant a lot even and um you must care of these animals that it's not her they meant so much to her her husband and her from the very beginning right, right now. So we're getting message in the chat and I heard the same thing. You are breaking up a little bit. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry to say it. I thank you for your patience yeah. and your stick to yeah. yeah. But, uh, I'm very sorry. We're going to, I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. Uh, it's, it's, it's not, a, it, it's, it's, okay. it's not a good moment. And now there's an echo too, if he tries to go without him. Maybe oh, not. that'll clean up. It's okay. We're, so the good news is that and the silver lining is that we're back on track with our potential um, trajectory of having him be clear and, and we're hearing him like right before we sign off, which would be really funny. That could be like a funny subplot for like, I don't know, like, like um, 
a Rick and Morty episode or something like that. They would do something funny like that for somebody who like just wants to get onto the live stream and gets on like five seconds. That would happen to Jerry Smith, Morty's dad. <laughs> Definitely. Right? <laughs> Come on, I just want to get on the live stream. No, the echo's not bad. It's just you're still it's just cutting you're it still out. In and out. You're waffling. Man. You're waffling. Sorry. Yeah. Your audio it's, matches um, your personality. It's not like that. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, you know, it's been real. Bye. We've, <laughs> we've, talk, we've talked about this so many times that I, I'm so unfair to him. And it's not, but actually, who are we talking about with this? Actually, it was, it was you and Kevin, um, like we were talking about board games and being competitive. Maybe it was just Kevin Pollock. I'm, I'm not sure. We were talking about no, being competitive it. board games. And, okay. And Shannon was saying, I never let my kids win. Like my daughter beat me at Connect Four and she beat me at Connect Four. Like I don't believe in like growing up and letting kids win. I'm not saying I'm going to like, you know, block their shot when we're shooting around off their forehead and like hurt really? their neck in the process. No, but I, but like, yeah, but like I will really, you know, uh, I will really like try my hardest, not in an aggressive way, but like, hey, when I want you to know that when you beat dad at something, you actually beat me. And uh, same way, I was raised the exact same way. My father and brother would like play ping pong a lot, and they're like spiking on me and like just hitting it fast. And I grew up, and now they can't touch me when we play. You know, knowing that. Right. You know, I didn't have that, like, hey, you could just win because you're a kid. No, like. I completely agree. I think that's really important to instill. I So, but here's the thing. I take that in the pod, the podcast and I, I, I do it to you all the time because I think it's funny. And it's like a subplot or like gimmick of the show is like, we're going to like pick on Kevin a little bit, but it's really I'm I'm trying to do it to uh, to get a rise out of you and to get a, a kind of a competitive banter going, but also like to to not hold it back because I think that it's funnier when you're not as and more entertaining when you're not as nice to each other if you know each other really well. It's like being a part of like inside yeah. jokes. Yeah, yeah, and you, you give it back to me. Every, just don't explain it every fifth episode, and we're good. I like your I like where you're at with that. I like your I like where your head's at. All right. This yeah. is really great content for everybody right now, you know? Well, it's bad content because we can't hear you. No and that's not a shot at you. I'm just saying it's the situation yeah. that we're in. Oh, this episode uh is sponsored by Wendy's. Grab a <laughs> breakfast baconator. Uh <laughs> no, no, here, because let me talk about this, and this is important for the turtle loving world. It is hot out. Oh, right? dude, it's been it's been rough lately, no, man. It it's been it rained today, and I I forgot what rain looked like. Like, oh. it has not rained. It is so hot. And anyway, every time I get fast food, which is not that often, believe it or not, my physique would have you think otherwise. But <laughs> I I got Wendy's like three weeks ago, and I save the cups and just keep refilling them with ice water and just have them all over the house. Shannon hates it, but I'm like, 
you know, McDonald's needs to start coming out with the collector's cups again. What's the deal? Like, America gets health con- health conscious, and now we can't get a 50-ounce bucket of cola anymore? But it's <laughs> like, when did that stop happening? Gosh darn it. You just go to the like, ballpark and get one of the Yankees cups, you know. They're still, I don't think they make them big like that anymore. Like, like it's not just that I'm, you know, five times what I was back then size-wise, but, like, the cups got smaller. Tell me I'm wrong. This is not a supersized cup from the 90s. I want a 90s supersized cola so big that I can, like, my little daughter who was here with me earlier could, like, like hide it's like it. The, That's the size it's like the size. It's like the size of the theater popcorn bucket, right? Like, <laughs> Yes. At the movie theater, you still get it big. But it... Go ahead, Kev. In my perspective, this that was, like, four filled, like, six, nine, so... You know what? It's almost it's almost like you're speaking a different language. I'm embarrassed. You just wow. you just spoke pig Latin. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, Melissa said that McDonald's charges one thirty seven for a cup of water. Uh, it, it's for the cup, not the water. The cup. But McDonald's has one dollar any size soft drinks. <laughs> How does that work? It's cheaper to have. Kevin's gonna type. I like this. Just it, Kevin, if you just keep it going in the chat, I like this. I want to see your face, though. I want to see your reaction when my daughter said that you were handsome earlier, or she agreed with me when I said you were handsome. So that was fun. Yeah. Thank you. Anyway, I think you're handsome. I did. I got the movie. Yeah, I got the movie birthday. drink the other day, and. Uh, I, I brought it home, but it was a paper cup, so you only get a couple uses out of that before it starts before it starts bleeding all over your nightstand. But, you know, from condensation and, and the breaking down of the cup. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, this is I know this is captivating stuff. This is absolutely captivating stuff. Uh, Kevin wants to know if I told everyone about my birthday ice cream today. Kevin, I need to know, and you need to you need to nod or shake your head no if you requested that today. I don't believe you because the he says no because the waitress was bewildered and and felt uh, swindled that you said that you didn't tell her. And she, the look of shock and horror on her face when you said, no, I didn't tell you, was told me everything I needed to know, I think, at that point. So anyway, they came out with a huge sombrero. You should send that picture to, to, to Stephen here so he can, he can share it to everyone. Yeah, I don't know if he can do it. I don't know if he has the tools or the talent. I know he has the talent. I don't know if he has the tools. I don't know if he has the time. I don't know if he has the time. But, uh, but yeah, they came out and like, that was like a legitimate explosive that they put into my fried ice cream that they, that came out for free, but that was fun. You know why? Because I deserve it. So anyway, I'm just saying, Eric says that Kevin should try sign language. I mean, I don't know. That's pushing it. Isn't it? I think Kevin probably only knows how to say one thing in sign language, but just saying. So, so Steve, uh, what's going on with the conference? You started off talking about the conference. Any, any insider information on the conference that's happening? It started yesterday. 
Uh, yeah, Icebreaker was yesterday, first day of, are they of doing contact. Like, first day of talks was today, but I, you know, I don't know what all was. I didn't look at the program or anything. So I heard that they do some hybrid stuff, or they were talking about doing hybrid stuff. Is that wrong? Did I make that up, or did I dream that? I don't know. I had actually been trying to, to see if somebody was going to be able to hop on, like like if Miranda or Michael was going to be able to hop on a little bit now, but I haven't <laughs> I heard from Michael and Miranda was going to go out and do some herping, you know, right as the day of talks ended. So Got it. Got it. Cool. Tucson is great for that, by the way. If you have not been to Tucson in August, like – Fantastic. You're getting into monsoon season. Like you'll get these great rains and everything will just come out for a little while. Um, and the, the location where the conference is being held is the same place where it was three years ago. It was, it's, it's a really cool place. You can see desert tortoises and Western diamondback rattlesnakes and all sorts of stuff, even on the grounds of the hotel. So um, yeah, it's pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Oh, very cool. That's awesome. Yeah. It's like I was talking to Kevin Pollack, who was out in, in Arizona a couple weeks ago, and he was saying, like, temperatures were crazy. And I was saying, well, at least it's a dry heat. And he's like, no, it's not a dry heat. During the monsoon season, it's actually quite humid. And he was out there herping on days where the low was 90 and the high was like 116. It was like insane. Yeah. Like, how do you guys do this? Unbelievable. Uh, Chris was asking if, if we were experiencing record temperatures. Uh, Steve responded, not record, but hot. And it, it definitely has been hot. I, I don't remember it ever being this hot and this dry up here. We're like every day's in the 90s, it feels like. And I can't remember the last time it rained. We got a lot of rain today. But but yeah, and, and Chris was asking, can we even keep water in the ponds? There's a picture of me for anyone who's watching live. There's a picture of me and my, my birthday extravaganza. I'm very excited. That's hence the pit stain. But look at that candle. It is like a legit seriously explosive a, device. Yeah, and then after that's it went a serious out serious candle. After it went out, it was smoking and it smelled like I was like sitting next to a campfire. It was going like right in my face. Um, it's pretty awesome. I'm I'm super surprised that your hat didn't catch on fire. Like it was right over. It was at one point I thought like this hat is good because it was right over it. It was like flame, and then the edge of the hat was like right there. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I was asking for it. Yeah, yeah. No, and you yeah. know, I'm, so I'm you, a actually, I, that's a big hat. Yeah, I see that hat, and I think of um, is it Despicable Me too? I think, uh, you know, where, where they've got the bad guy who owns the, uh, the Mexican restaurant and all the people are wearing these hats made of tortilla chips that have like guac or salsa or something in them and they break off a piece and dip it and then eat it. I don't remember that. I'm pretty, I'm pretty I think up it's despicable on the despicable. Me too. I'm pretty yeah, sure it's number two. I haven't number two in a while. Weird. Can That's Lisa's that favorite one. That I'm next to a princess castle, dude. This is exciting. This is the real deal. This is one you've been doing it for a while. By the way, almost 10 years, by the way. We're coming up on our 10-year anniversary of the podcast. And, it's crazy. Um, crazy. Yeah. But when, it's, when you get up to the 10 years, it's like Shannon and I just celebrated our 10-year wedding anniversary. When you get up to 10 years, it's like, who cares? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know? Princess yeah. castle. Don't care. Shoot. We'll hit, we'll hit 13 Didn't in November, today. man. Don't care. 13 years, huh? In November, yeah. Good for you. 
Just a reminder to head into Wendy's for your double stack today. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Poor Kevin. I feel so bad I for know. the man. It's so good to have him back with us. So I feel like he's been, you know, he's had some stuff going on. And I love Kevin. And yeah. You can't yawn and talk on the show. Yeah. Just you know that. I'm sorry. Okay. It's against the rule. Because then it has an effect on other people. They feel, they hear it and they feel that. And, uh, Kevin, I love you. I'm sorry uh, as well that you're having tech issues. Um, tonight has definitely not gone as either Anthony and I had hoped uh, in many ways, I think. Um, but anyway, um, we're here and we're trying to... Um, we're trying to push on through. Um, yeah. Let's find something fun to talk about. Uh, turtle related, of course, instead of baseball related. Um, yeah, that sounds good. Nobody's asking so, um, questions. Somebody asked about what's, Pearl River Maps. Oh, yeah. Let's go look at that. A question. Was oh, it a question mm -hmm. or I just a statement? Oh, I wanted to ask, I want to ask with the mindset between North and America, yep. for example, I've really been having an internal battle of keeping Pearl over mess. Okay, so like, um, what do you mean there, Jeffrey? Like, um, I don't know if you're still with us since you asked that question like a half an hour well, ago. The but, next comment um, then if you're was, still however, here, the, the next comment was, however, I know it would be better to keep that animal with someone who would breed it. So I think maybe uh, the idea, maybe, of, not necessarily, the idea of keeping an animal as a pet. As opposed to uh, uh, an animal that should be bred as a pet. Like I was you know, there's there's to somebody there's a lot of Pearl River maps in the hobby. Like I'm not I'm not worried about them being bred in captivity. Yeah, their numbers are dwindling in in the in the wild for sure. But who makes who who makes you the judge of who should and shouldn't breed something? Right, exactly. Like I'm just kidding. And it's like <laughs> pet. Pet is you know nothing wrong with a pet, man. That's how some of us got started too. It's just a simple like I started with a pet. I had one single turtle for four years. You know. Yeah, yeah. The the good the good questions are are rolling in right now. I love this. So yeah, I was just talking to somebody about a woman who has like a. a Coric albinifrons, a flowerback box turtle, uh, in in captivity as a, as a pet, basically by itself. And I just think like, oh my gosh, like the the you know the the got to breed them all mentality for um, right for captive keeping with with rare species uh, like sets in in my brain and um, yeah, I do think that, I personally think that it's sad. I think if it's a rare turtle, that it should be and. I think it just goes back to like I think of Russ Gurley's book all the time, keeping and breeding freshwater turtles. Like, like uh, for me, for me, breeding animals is the pinnacle. It's why I do it. Hatching those eggs out is why I do it. I've said that many many times, and uh, yeah, I want to I want to see that happen. So, uh, I I personally wouldn't. I don't want to keep anything that's a pet. The only animal I have besides my dogs that's a pet is the one alligator snapping turtle that's it and that's for like educational yeah. shows and it's a great turtle um, so i mean that pretty much sums that up but yeah i, I think it's a, a moral conundrum and uh i think a lot of people would say that if it's a really rare species that they feel not right like to, I, to breed it i you know and i i think that's part of the conversation right i don't think you can have you know this kind of discussion without 
you know, talking about the rest of the species condition, I don't think there's a single right or wrong answer, right? Like, I have, I have two eastern painted turtles. They're, they're never going to be bred. There, there's no reason for them to be bred. They're both female, you know, whatever else. Like, not only could I not keep, you know, the offspring or whatever, because uh, as soon as, like, one would hatch, we'd be over the limit, you know, for mm-hmm. the state of Pennsylvania. But, like, one of them was my first turtle, right? Like, She's as much of a pet as anything because she was like my first turtle. She's like in some ways one of the cats. Like I like to dote on her and whatever else, you know, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. there's no one right or wrong answer with that question for sure. Yeah. Uh, Chris Drake asked me how many spider tortoise hatchlings uh, I'm up to. I've only got the three that I hatched last year. They're getting bigger. They're doing great. They're in great shape. They have like bowling ball smooth shells. I'm super excited. They grow slow, but at the same time, like fast, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? Uh, they're such a small species and, and they take so long to mature. But once they start growing and, and it's cool, if you look at their growth charts over the, the um, over many years, you get this kind of staircase where it kind of goes up every rainy season, monsoon season, warm season, and then just kind of plateaus through the winter. And you get that kind of... Uh, that kind of staircase pattern on the growth. It, it's it's so cool. And uh, their laying season starts right now. It's towards the end of the monsoon season because remember their eggs go through that diapause. So uh, that's why eggs that are not found a lot of times end up um, uh, developing in, in the adult's enclosure. So um, hoping last year I got my first clutch. It was a two egg clutch and both eggs hatched. That was on uh, July 27th. So I've been checking no eggs yet, but I'm only like a week, a little over a week behind. So um, talking to Ralph, he just started getting eggs. He's usually ahead of me with everything. Right. Um, You know, he is in Florida, right? And I feel like our stuff comes out a little later up here. Like I can can normally count on being a couple weeks behind Chris Lekowitz when it comes to stuff laying. Um, I try to warm up things as quickly, you know, as early as I can to help. But... Um, it's still one of those things where I'm going to end up being a little behind him. So actually, Anthony, you know, the last time we were on was uh, four weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things we were doing is we were talking about, you know, eggs we've got in the incubator, things, how they've been breeding, et cetera. And like one of the things I know I mentioned was I was like, um, you know, I'm expecting the first yellow botched egg to pip within like a week. Well, it did. Right. And so like almost almost exactly a week after we were on the show, I think it was like six days or whatever, you know, that one pipped out. And so, uh, you know, there's there's now three that have pipped and probably a fourth one might have even done so today since I last checked on those eggs this morning. So like. You know, over the last four weeks, you know, what's been uh, starting to, you know, pop out of their eggs for you? Can I test real quick? Can you hear me? Not hear me. Hey, that ooh, sounds, ooh. sounds good. It sounds better. That sounded kind of sexy. Yeah. All right. I'll go with this. Hey, guys. All right. I'm, no. I'm liking it. It's better than before. It's better than before. Hold. I think I have to call my internet. Yeah, you're you're you got a little delay too. Yeah, it's weird though because like normally internet issues hit video way before audio because of the extra bandwidth involved with it. So like, it's a uh, it's Kevin's a really conundrum. interesting error. Well, it's the same thing on my phone too. That's the weird thing. Oh, he's a it's a paradox. And, I, and it was odd that it continued when you switched to the internal mic of the of the computer yeah. or tablet or whatever too. So like, yeah, let that me, is weird. 
let me just see if I can switch between the two platforms really quick. Yeah. Don't tell us about it. Mute yourself, will you? Switching between platforms. Steve, you asked me a question. I, I Yeah. Uh, I don't have a ton going on, but uh, I, I had a few disappointments this year, honestly. It's, it's shaping out to be a worse year than last year, but okay. I still have some really good things happening like for the first time, like Galbina Franz eggs for the first time, pancake eggs for the first time, Cora McCordai eggs for the first time. Well, egg, it's a single egg clutch, but like, that's been that's been really great like the past two years i've i've been getting eggs from new species so that's that's been really exciting so uh, i haven't been able to hatch a lot of it but i'm you know excited for things that are every year you want to take a step right you want to get eggs from something you didn't get eggs from before you want to get fertile eggs from something you didn't get fertile eggs from before. You want to hatch the eggs from something you didn't hatch before. You want to hatch more this year than you did the year before. And the problem is that right. as you take that building mentality, like that's not like you can't continue to grow. Like I, I think like, you know, in, in the veterinary field, we've seen increased business because of COVID since the beginning of COVID. And yeah. A lot of people have gotten pets. But it needs to bottom out at some point. Like you can't, you can't do better every single year. You know, forever. Eventually, you're gonna not without. Here, so, right, especially not without continuing to like expand your facility, like and whatever else. Like there yeah. comes a point where you're just you're you're hitting your ceiling and you just yeah. can't go any farther. And, and like that, like you said, that 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 applies to us. You know, keeping animals as well. Like. Yeah. We're making some extra space, et cetera. But like after that happens, like that's all I'm, I've got here, right? The next time I can expand individually is going to be like maybe when the turtle room has its own facility and some of the stuff I've got here can go there or whatever. But like there, there's going to – like I'm, I, I'm literally starting to plan out like where's my ceiling? How many adults can I have so that I have room for the offspring and be able to rotate them in and out, you know, yeah. through – You're one of the more well – with everything you do, you're one of the more calculated people that I know that I've ever known. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I, I think that, that 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 makes sense that you would be like that. I'm like, I'm realizing that I've already passed my ceiling and well, that's needs to yeah. Things out a little bit. I, yeah. I I feel that way right now. To be honest, is that like what I've got in the current space is a little too much, and part of that's because I had to tear down three aquariums, mm-hmm. you know, to prepare for this. Re, you know, the the basement remodel project that we're doing. Um, so that kind of kind of exasperated that you know me feeling like we're, we're kind of hitting the ceiling um yeah so yeah, i have to decide sense. if i'm going to take a, a, any of the animals into my classroom with me this year or not too so right uh, yeah I, I like this idea of just answering some questions it's kind of like a question and answer to end to kind of end the show so we'll, we'll do more of that if that's okay i like like uh yeah the question how do you tell the, the difference between how do you tell the difference between Trifasciata and Cyclonata? So I think the the main I, I love this sort of stuff. So I like to geek out. And if you don't know, um, that's that's two different um, golden coin box turtles from from Asia, and um, they the Vietnamese version is larger and uh, lays more eggs and has different markings, and and you can kind of start to tell them apart, like. 
I think that the you know the head has a different shape and different markings, but the main way to tell for juveniles is that trifasciata, which is like the traditional golden coin turtle, Cora trifasciata, is they, they have little radiating lines on the carapace uh, that that cyclonata pure pure cyclonata animals will not. So usually, if something is being called a cyclonata, uh, which is again the, the larger Vietnamese turtle. Uh, and it has those little lines. You're looking at an animal that is at least a hybrid with some, some trifasciata, some of that traditional golden coin mixed in. Uh, it's really difficult in captivity, particularly in the United States, because cyclonata was not described until 2006. And then the, the most common cyclonata subspecies, which is Cora cyclonata animitica, was not described until 2017. So think about all of the golden coin turtles in America uh, in the 90s and the 80s. And that's, you would just be breeding them together. Like, hey, I got a golden coin <laughs> male. I got a yeah. female. They like each other. I'm getting babies. I'm the best. This is awesome. And then well, what happens is a bunch of different people do that. And then the entire gene pool is is muddied in terms of right. know, captive, uh, captive bred animals. Yeah. Yeah. So like I know, uh, so, you know, speaking more on that topic itself with these with this specific grouping of animals as well is I remember when we visited Tennessee Aquarium all the way back in um, in 2013, you know, they had split um everything apart and we're keeping them individually, not doing any breeding because the. They knew the work was being done and they didn't want to create any potential hybrids in the meantime. So they had like 20 plus of of the, you know, golden coin complex turtles all being kept individually for several years while this was all getting sorted out because conservation demanded that basically be like, we've got to wait, like we've, we've got to do this right kind of thing. We've got to make sure we're not making more hybrids, et cetera. Then we're already created before people realize, oh, these might be different. So, I mean, yeah, years right. I mean, worth of next, individual that's keeping. Next, that's next level thinking, right? And, and, and dedication to genetic purity. And that's, that, this is where things get really interesting. And I think a lot of, a lot of really in-depth kind of moral uh, decisions have to be made like like what we were talking about with with Jeffrey and his questions related to Pearl River maps and is it okay to have him as a pet or breed him or whatever and then his follow up is like okay what happens to the offspring he feels bad like not knowing not being able to really vet this is something a lot of people struggle with Jeffrey like Ralph Till struggles with where his Egyptians go to this day I mean he he he'll take care of people and people will come in and give him the whole sob story about how they want them so bad and they're in love with them and then he'll give them a really good deal. And then, you know, eight months later, they're for sale. So, like, that's something that really bothers them a lot. Like, they're not actually dedicated to the taxa. They're just trying it out. But when they're talking to him, they're telling him that they're really dedicated. Uh, but but I, I think all of this, like, how many of you really, ask yourself, you put in the money, the time to acquire some adult trifasciata, golden coin box turtles. So you're paying thousands of dollars to do that. Then you find out that they're writing a paper to dis- to, to split them up. Do you not breed them because you don't want to create genetically impure and a genetically impure lineage? Or do you produce them because it's still worthwhile to have that animal? Now, no one's opinion really is is like 
gospel or or should or or is written in stone. I can tell you what my feelings are, but you know everyone should make their own choice. My my feeling is that, and and I've said this many different times, and Tom Arbor and I have been. Uh, very politely arguing because that's how Tom Arbor and I are. We're very polite to each other because we respect and love each other. But uh, we've been politely arguing on this is like, is is it conservation or preservation or, or that sort of thing? But I, I just think like there's nothing wrong. And I used to put a lot of pressure on myself, but there's nothing wrong with having like a genetically impure trifasciata. It's not the ultimate goal, but how many of these animals are going back to repopulate the wild anyway? Uh, that's kind of, that's kind of my thought on that, that piece. Does that make sense? Uh, yep. Yep, yep. Okay. Drop the mic. Sometimes I think I talk too long, and then you guys have no rebuttal because you just zone me out the whole time. Hey, Kevin, are you there? How you doing, Kev? <laughs> He's talking and we can't hear him. Done. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best. Now we're 56 minutes in and we still don't have you. This is the greatest subplot we could have ever created for this show. And that's got to be the whole thing, right? The name of the show has to be like podcast episode The one 90. where Kevin is muted the entire show. Yes. <laughs> podcast episode 90. Nobody cared what you had to say anyway, Kevin. That's the title. And that's sad. Yeah, I it might be. It might be five years in the toe. Yeah, me too. Right. Me too. I always yeah. love having Kevin's insight and his good questions, etc. Totally. Totally. Oh, I don't know. Hi, Matthew. Matthew's here. I was talking about things before that I was reminded of because of Matthew, but it's okay. Spoken word next time. Is that you next time, Kevin? You're gonna you're gonna speak next time? Is that what that means? Matthew asked if we've seen enough of each other tonight. Yes, we have. And that that is why uh Kevin cannot actually sign on here, which is uh an embarrassment to all of us that we're an hour in and he hasn't been able to sign on. He's actually stopped trying. You could see in his face right now as he stand, sits there. That he's stopped trying. He's completely given up. This is so good. I I can actually lip read. I've I've lip, I've I've been able to read his his lips a few times here when he said certain things, but it's pretty epic actually. I I think for anyone who's paying attention, for who's tuning tuning in, and you're wondering, what if we did do this on purpose? That would have been <laughs> talk about next level, right? If we stage this just to have an interesting subplot, just saying. Don't say anything. If like the one with all the Halloween candy. That was really funny to me. Steve, I can't believe you brought that up. That was like eight years ago. That was really funny. Because that was when like Steve first joined. <clears throat> and I had a bunch of Halloween candy, and then it became this joke where yeah, it was Steve pretty said something early. and sounded because I was I was making fun of you so much for being a nerd that I needed to stop myself. 
So I started eating a piece of candy every single time he said something. Well, John is still was on the nerdy. show too. You and John yes. were like that, pounding Halloween we were, candy. It was yes, probably we were, our it was probably our second year after going live. It was probably the second Halloween after we went to the live format. I'm guessing. Probably, yeah. I started so like seven or eight too, years ago. I started to think about what we should do for the 10 year, right? Because we've got two big yeah. milestones coming up for the show because the 10 year will come up in six months or whatever it is. Right. And then the 100th uh, episode. episode. Yeah, the 100th episode will come up within a year as long as we keep the once a month um, time frame. So obviously we haven't, if we're coming up on 10 years and we're only at episode 90, we haven't done an episode a month the entire time we have taken chunks off um, at different points when things have come up but we are the second longest running po- podcast almost the second longest running podcast second longest running podcast about reptiles um that there is and the, and obviously for turtles so if we do do one a month for the next 10 months the 100th will actually occur on in june of next year for our, the organization's 12th anniversary there you go. Done. We're doing it. Mark your calendars. Next June, 100th episode. This coming um, February, 10-year anniversary of the podcast. So if, you, if, if you'd like to, uh, you know, give us a, any, any ideas. Not, we don't need ideas, but if you have an idea that you want to share, we'll listen to it. We don't, I don't want to make this sound like we need ideas just because it looks like we need ideas because we don't. But we will take your ideas. Does that make sense? <laughs> Kevin says maybe he'll figure out his his audio by then. <laughs> Kevin has good ideas; he just can't tell us about them. So that's the issue right now. But big win for Apple same. tonight. Big win for Apple tonight. <laughs> Why are you and I on Max and he's not? Is that is that the deal? I think he's using Apple products. So like Apple's always known for like, it just works, right? Android, you sometimes have to put a little effort into Apple's thing is it, it mm. just works, right? It's not just working tonight. So that's why I was joking that. <laughs> oh, poor Apple. Dylan says live at Garden State. I don't know. Am I invited there anymore? I don't know. I don't even know Chris. He's, I might go there and, and get escorted out by his, by his security team. He's getting kind of big now. He's too busy for the podcast, Chrissy. He's not really, but he's. I mean, he's just, he's busy. He's I'm and it's kidding. his time. It's when he's been busy. It's been tough. So yeah, well, think about like and and just so anyone knows too, like we come and kind of come up to the to the moment sometimes with these where like we don't know exactly who's going to be available on that day. So even like the one that I missed, I was I took a plane to L.A. and and. I knew I was going to be busy, but I was like going to try to still sign on just because it's the podcast and I never missed one. Well, you know how that worked out. I missed it, but the same thing happens with you know Kevin and and with Chris. So and Chris is really like Chris has full time job, like huge YouTube stuff going on, right? Like rightfully so, right? As as Chris uh, just mentioned, um, different Chris in the chat, and then also. Uh, what else does he have going on? Oh, and then the animals, obviously. Like all, like he's got more animals than anybody. Who's well, and, and he's watching his, this show right now. Yeah, well, and his day job doesn't allow him to just uh, you know 
pick his hours anymore since he's actually working for yeah. somebody. So yeah, that's the, that's the biggest thing. Yeah, right now it's tough. I mean, I, I, like I'm dedicated to this show. I can show up anytime, but it's you know for me it's it's the it's it's the the like organizing the guests and stuff like that type thing. Which I like honestly I. If there's a time when Chris isn't here, great, because Chris loves to talk. I get to talk more. Hopefully everybody doesn't hate that that much. And then when we um, – on days that we don't have a guest, I actually really like that as well because I think there, there have been times where we had a lineup of guests for like an entire year straight, and then people are saying like, can you just talk about a species or can you just talk about like, you know, hatching animals or, or keeping animals or whatever, so – uh, I think yeah. we get away from a lot of those specifics a lot too, and we're able to get into them a little more when we when we when it's just us. So, anyway. great. Uh, thank you guys so much for 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 being here, Kevin. Can I hear you or no? Is this it? Are you not even trying anymore? He said, "I'm not sure." So he does. You look great, Kev. You really look great. You're looking the part. You've got your green shirt in your green room, and and that's it. I don't know. What can you say? Yeah. You know, just, I, there um, you go. And now he just signed oh, off. Oh, yeah. His network connection is zero out of ten there for a minute. He didn't sign off. His, he lost network connection. Zero, zero out of ten on your network connection. You're not even trying. That's what Restream was telling me. Uh, I'm embarrassed. So uh, there was – oh, there was something I was going to say, but I don't remember what it was now. That's good radio. I love it. Oh, I um, I went without my green screen tonight because it's it's been a yeah, while, I and I wanted that. to wear something that mention. had like green. I wanted to wear something that had green on it, right? But also, like, I got some more artwork up since the last time I let you guys see the back wall. Let's here. see it. Um, can you go? Can you go large on the screen or no? Uh, you give me a minute. Actually, I might be able to. What do you got? Some uh, Matt Patterson's back there? Yeah, yeah. So there's three Matt Patterson's there now. Um, let me see what I can do here. Um, I know that looks weird now, but I'm trying to, you know, get it get back there for you. So. Um, there's the they're one of Bond's eye, you know. He did that that he that's the long, one I've had the longest. And then there's a couple wood turtle ones down there as well. Uh, one of these he sent to me for World Turtle Day this year. He just he's like, hey, what's your address? And then so he sent and then so when I went and checked the PO box, like there was this awesome Matt Patterson wood turtle uh, painting yeah, he's a, in he's there. Incredible. And oh yeah, I, I love the dude. Um, I like I'm sure he's out in TSA and like uh, like I, I'm just. Like I'm missing some of those people that I haven't seen in person for so long and not being able to get there this year. Mm. Yeah. There you go, yeah. Jeff. And there's another one that's similar to the one I got, but not the same. I think he did a bunch of like he sent a bunch of different ones out. Like um so yeah, and then actually you can't quite see them, but up along the top is some of my artwork from my grandparents. Um that I proudly hung up there as well. So both of my um, my dad's mom and my dad's dad, both uh, w- when they got older, they had started doing a bunch of artwork. And so um, they pa- both passed away um, during COVID, not of COVID, but um, I, uh, I recently uh, framed my grandfather's stuff and got it all hung up. So that's really cool. 
I mean, it's not cool, but it's cool. Well, I mean, you know, they lived long, great lives. They were well into their 90s when they passed. You know, it's that, that's, you know, way of life. Um, but uh, my grandma did some killer oil work that like the next time you guys are here, I'll have to show it to you in person, especially you as an as a as an, um, you know, as an artist yourself. I think you'd really, you know, enjoy seeing her work. So it's crazy. It was it like a different really well life. Done. You know, it was like a lifetime ago. Yeah. That I was oh, I get it, but, man. But I still, I, I do still <clears throat> geek out about it sometimes and like start to use that part of my brain again when I look at a, an interesting painting. Yeah. The words, the words start flowing again like I'm in yeah. a, a college uh, level like, art critique. Right. Uh, and, you know, I, I know my, my grandmother really like painted landscape, like doing landscapes and stuff. And I like I don't know if um, she, you know, found pictures of things and then painted them or, or what her process was. But like the one of them that's my favorite actually reminds me of Yosemite National Park, which, you know, I, I think you, you probably remember Lisa and I spent some time there during our honeymoon as well. So, like, I, you know, it, it's got the rock faces and like it was kept in kind of a dry place so like there's some cracking with the oils but in that particular painting the cracks almost look like they're those white parts where the rock mm -hmm. faces are brighter and it actually in some ways enhances like it hasn't hurt yep. the art at least you know which is really cool yep. um, i think that sort of thing but, could be really interesting yeah yeah so i've got you know I, i've got i've got some other stuff that's going to happen back here as well uh but i wanted to you know wear some green instead of being in front of the green screen and show off some of the stuff that's some of the new artwork and stuff it. is back there. So, and I was just lazy and sat next to a princess castle. So, <sighs> no, that's that's cool too. Um, Dylan, no, uh, well, yes and no. Uh, I got a two egg spanglery cut clutch. They're both developing. They're uh, how many days? No, maybe seventy, maybe. Um, when were they laid? I'd have to check exactly. It was mid June. They're they're like. They're like close. Then so maybe not quite seventy days, but it's been a while. They're, you know, but like the ones I've had, the one the ones I've hatched were like what one hundred ten or something like that. So like yeah. a ways off. Um, it always amazes me how much slower they they develop compared to my map turtles. But like I've seen some continued development. I look at them every other day or so and you know check the water and everything. Um, but like no luck on Cicalia this year. So. So I have these two Spanglerian eggs as far as the Asian stuff goes this year. Spanglerian yellow blotched. Um, so last year was, you know, ringed hybrids and then a couple one, you know, a couple others. You know, we had the, you know, a couple quads, a Spangleri, you know, a uh, couple yellow blotch. This year is basically going to be yellow blotch and Spanglerian. That's probably it for what hatches. So I have to I have to do this. Please forgive me. Spangleri, no? Spang, what I would call Spangleri are Vietnamese black breasted leaf turtles. Yep. Uh, endangered species that I obviously love, many people know. Uh, quads are Cicalia quadriochelata, which are uh, four-eyed turtles, uh, rare species uh, from from Asia that loves fast-flowing water, well, flowing clear water, uh, cooler water. And uh, what else did we talk about? Yellow blotch map turtles, Graptomys, uh, Maculata. And ring maps, Graptomys, um, uh, don't say it, Ocalifera. Yes. I was on the, I was on the, the 
the spot there. I used to, we used to have like a goal that anytime we talk about a species, we would say the common and scientific name. But anyway, just saying. That's it. Kevin never really made it. That's the name of the episode. The podcast, episode 90, Kevin never really made it. Does that sound good to everyone? Do we like that? Kevin says in the chat that he's the worst. The one where Kevin tried. <laughs> Not hard enough. Not hard enough. But anyway. Uh, I, I just want to thank everyone for, for hanging out with us. I, I love these. Um, you know, I, I I listen to several different reptile podcasts, different types of podcasts outside of reptile stuff too. really like podcasts. But uh, I, there have been several where, you know, they're set up to have a guest and then sometimes there's not a guest, but, but the, the host knows that it's important to just have a steady, steady content. So they just sign on and do it anyway. And I love the episodes where it's like just a couple of people chatting who are normally on there together, or even just one host chatting who's on there. I don't know why, like those, those, Episodes that get a little more rambly where people aren't like fighting to try to get a word in because there's so much to say and not enough time. I think, uh, you know, they could be, they can be really fun uh, like that. So this was like a really low key, like, Hey, we don't have a lot, but we're feeling a certain way after having, you know, our friends visit, uh, Kevin and I today. And we just wanted to, to, you know, reflect on that. And then also just, you know, talk about do people have a plan and then obviously use the chat as well to kind of answer some questions and, and have some dialogue. So uh, I really am grateful. Thank you so much for everyone who, who joined us. Thank you, Kev, for trying. I know you really did truly try. I know you probably have a pit in your stomach because you tried and were relatively unsuccessful. And I'm sorry because I would feel like crap if I was in your spot. So thank you. Yeah, that's the way it goes. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for leading us in. Thanks for being a trooper and yeah. just for being you. I appreciate you, brother. You too, you too brother. Uh, you know, always enjoy spending time with both of you. Um, so remember, folks, that Labor Day is the first Monday in September. So for the third month in a row, we're going to end up on the second Monday. So Monday, September 12th is going to be our next uh, our next show. Awesome. Sounds great. All right, y'all. All All right. Let's uh, let's roll it out, guys. See you all. And, uh, you know, feel free to shoot us questions off show, too, and we can get them next time. Adios.